0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com.
2: The Steelers were the biggest upset from the weekend and from the season so far in the NFL, but every single week features its own twists and turns that makes you scratch your head and wonder what the hell you're watching. Uh, upsets around the league, not just the Steelers pulling one off. Teams establishing themselves is for real other teams cementing their for real status, and a few teams that we thought were for real may be floundering a little bit on the early offset, approaching the middle of the 2022 season. As yeah, we're again there, halfway I mean, through October yep. now. Yep. Let's start in the division as we always do, and let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals, who were the only team not named the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. to get a win. In the AFC North this week. And it and wasn't a pretty one. It wasn't a pretty one, although you got to feel good about your offense if you're Cincinnati because Burroughs throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Jamar Chase had his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Seven catches, 132 yards, and two tighties. <laughs> so that Burrow and Chase connection finally started to get going against Nollins. Offense puts up 30 points. You're feeling great about yourself. And now our defense can't stop Andy Dalton and the (laughs) fourth-string wide receiver that the New Orleans Saints were throwing out there with a ton of the injuries that they had on the receiving end of things. Kamara obviously had a lot to say about the game with over 100 total yards of offense for New Orleans. But, hey, they don't ask you how. They ask you how many. And this is going to count for the Bengals' win total at the end of the year. No one's going to look back and say, how did you beat the Saints only by four points? Oh, well, you know what? That 10-7 and record doesn't seem that great to me then. Nope. They got the win when they needed to on the road. And like you said, it was an ugly come-from-behind fashion. But you just got to get the job done if you're Cincinnati.
1: They did, and it doesn't really bother – to be honest, Tom, it does not bother me that it was that close of a game because, I mean, there are some people who are out there who said – New Orleans could be a decent team this year. I mean, even with – I don't think people expected it to happen with Andy Dalton being the quarterback. Uh, no, they did not expect that. But with Chris Olave being on that team as a potential new wide receiver one, Kamara's still there. I know he's not having nearly the best year of his career, but that defense is as solid as as it ever is. Cam Jordan's still there. Uh, I think that this team have the respect of some – Right. it's good. Yeah, enough. defensively it was still good. Right. I mean, people are saying it's it could still be a wild card team. So Yeah, I mean that's wide open right now in the NFC. So Right. The NFC you really have no idea where things are gonna go. Uh but I honestly think, Tom, uh New Orleans is what? They're two and four. Yep. Do you know what that means? They're only one game, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers are, only one <laughs> game behind their division leader the, in Tampa Bay. That's right. And I believe they I mean they, they so lost for, the to one, time, yeah. for the first time. For the first time in his career, with, it, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sergeant Brady beat the New Orleans Saints already, but they could have the opportunity to come back and, and beat him down the road. <clears throat> but getting back to Cincinnati side of things, I think the biggest takeaway for them is, oh, thank goodness Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase finally had their big day together because it was taking a while for it to happen.
2: The Cleveland Browns suffered the largest margin of defeat at the hands of their former head coach, Bill Belichick. (laughs) A 38-15 to victory from the New England Patriots. Bailey Zappi, 309 yards and two titties. Okay, ready for this? QB controversy in New England. Is there a QB controversy in New England? It's just simply a question that needs asked because it's not like Zappi's out there plugging along, doing the Cooper Rush thing, winning with defense in a running game. Thrown for three hundred yards and two toddies. Right. like
1: put up twenty nine points against the Lions, which isn't hard to do, obviously. But right, terrible defense there. Thirty eight points, so against Cleveland in 30, Cleveland, right? Thirty points one week, thirty eight points the next week.
2: It was a phenomenal performance from the New England Patriots. I'm going to be interested to see what happens when Mac comes back because he hasn't really established himself as you know the guy. You know, mm-hmm. like he's a first round pick, but I don't think if there's anybody who cares. Less about where a player was drafted. It might it's it might Bill be Bill. And he's gonna be yeah. more than okay with handing the reins to his fourth round pick from Western Kentucky if that's the guy that's that he thinks guy, can right. get the job done. So Zappy puts up thirty-eight points in Cleveland. The Patriots beat the Browns thirty eight to fifteen. Miles Garrett in this game became the Browns
1: all time leader in sacks. Saw that. I mean, does that only include when they came back into the league in and franchise, yeah. I
2: believe. Or
1: maybe not, you know. Sacks weren't always kept. Well, they weren't. As much so as that, may, are that now. makes sense because they came back in '99, and all the guys that played on that team before then, sacks weren't being counted. He's so. just an all-world caliber player on a team that has had a lot of sucky players in the past. <laughs> that's that's
2: really how you put <laughs> it. That's how he gets to that mountaintop and an early stage in his career. But congrats go out to Miles Garrett for setting the franchise mark there. For the Browns, though, you know, they kind of. Had a hot start to the season where we thought they might stay alive until they get Deshaun back, and now things have just fallen off a cliff. They've lost three straight games, and it doesn't get any easier for them with two division games coming up in Baltimore and then Cincinnati at Cleveland. No, we said
1: this was going to happen. They had the chance in the beginning of the season to start as hot as they could with the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers included, and the Falcons. People were saying, if you really want a shot when Deshaun comes back, Go four and zero in that four game stretch, they didn't. They went two and two, and then they lose back to back games to start this stretch of their own that they're facing last week against the Chargers, this week against the Patriots, and you just listed the upcoming games they have uh, in the next few weeks: Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. <laughs> I mean, the, well, the just, Bucks. The, you can beat the Bucks. Steelers just beat the Bucks, but that one's in. Oh, that one's in Cleveland. You can beat the Bucks. We know this can be done. The Buccaneers are beatable, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah.
2: Although, who's to say Brady's going to have that much of an off day? Brady, at the Kraft wedding, played terribly. Belichick, not at the Kraft <laughs> wedding, put up 38 points and won <laughs> by the largest margin of victory. How
1: about that for a wedding gift for the Kraft family? Also,
2: past George Hallis, second most wins of all time in NFL So now history. only
1: trailing Mike Don, Shula? Don. Don. Don Shula.
2: That'd be Don. Mike Shula, wow. It'd be Don, would Don. be his name. But the Don. The yes, Phenomenal stuff from Bill Belichick. Passing George Hollis. Uh I'm sure he was just sitting there staring at a record book, seeing his name in the win total and Halas' name in the win total all week and just being like, I'm going to pass that guy. <laughs> I can't wait. To be, I'm going to be number two, and then I'm coming for you, Don. <laughs> Belichick, 38-15 to 15 winner. you got to watch out for those Patriots. They're going to stay alive throughout the entire season, I think. I'm not saying they'll make the playoffs as a wild card, but I bet they're there for the majority of this race. Well, do you,
1: want to, do you want to play that at the season-ended-today game right now? I don't think they're in. I think they're right outside because nah, the Colts
2: out. are in with that tie. The Colts are in. We have two AFC South teams in the playoffs right now. You got to love the
1: NFL, baby. We do. But the Titans didn't play this week. They were on the bye. Um,
2: so they hold their lead in mm-hmm. the— But they got the Bears and then at the Jets. So the Patriots, I could see them being 5-3. and three. Next week, though, it's Colts-Titans. Oh, What a great matchup. I love an AFC South rivalry. Last but not least, in the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens lost to the New York Giants, twenty-four to twenty. The Giants, once again, coming from behind as a big underdog to get a win. They might be for real. But before we get to them, Ravens fall to three and three and once open again, the door for that AFC North.
1: And once again, the Ravens are unable to, to hold close on out to games.
2: A fourth quarter lead. We need to start a dialogue.
1: All three of their losses have come. Shh.
2: Sorry. We need to start a dialogue. <laughs> Lamar Jackson late game interceptions are becoming a problem. Yeah, absolutely. We've got an official problem on our hands.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, you look at that interception that Lamar threw, and that changes the game. He because drops the
2: snap, first of all. Drops
1: the snap, throws an interception, and all the Raven or all the Giants have to do, they're with they're within their own red zone when they get the ball back. I mean
2: maybe the Titans are the only other team that I would fear giving them the ball in their own red zone to start a drive because they got Saquon Barkley and he's just going to run for 20 yards in 5 plays if he has to like and then maybe the tight like you couldn't have picked a worse team to set up cuz you know they're not going to turn it over cuz he's just going to keep it on the ground the whole not time
1: not only that but yeah he throws an interception that leads to the game the go ahead touchdown by um sorry by um uh, the Giants, the next drive, they have the chance, right, to get the ball back or to they get the ball back and they have the chance to go up ahead themselves. And what do they do? He fumbles again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not just saying interceptions. Late game turnovers by Lamar Jackson are becoming a problem.
2: Becoming a huge problem and
1: has he fallen off the MVP race for you?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um I don't know how he couldn't have. They were up twenty to ten. With twelve fifty four left in the fourth quarter. And then the Giants, led by Darren Daniel Jones, put up fourteen points in twelve minutes to get a victory and move to five And and Saquon Barkley. Let's not cut him short. He's been phenomenal. He's in the MVP race this year. I like that. I like that. One thousand percent. And it's still at a point with me where they're five and one. Now they're in second place in that division, just a half game behind the Eagles, who they have yet to meet this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm still not sure they're a for real team. Like I'm still not ready to be <laughs> like, yep, they're good. They're going to the playoffs, but you have to kind of just extend them that courtesy when you get to five and one,
1: right? Well, like, when they get to five and one, let's do the thing again. Let's look at their schedule upcoming. Jaguars on the road. They should win that they game. They should. Seahawks on the road. That's tricky, but they could win. You could. Texans at home, you gotta you win. Gotta that win. One. You gotta win. You gotta win at Detroit home. Against- at home. So we could be looking at a nine and one Giants team.
2: I would love that because that would mean they're nine and one going into Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving against Thanksgiving. the Cowboys. And
1: hundred percent, if that even say say they lose one of those games, right? They're which, going to lose one. They will. They one. will not be nine. So they and could one. be eight and two. But that is wild to think the Giants will be eight and two at, as late into the season as Thanksgiving. At the worst, I think they're seven and three on Thanksgiving. I agree, which is but,
2: right in the playoff hunt. Like, and
1: that's not a bad record, but no. when you. But when you look at their opponents who they could have lost to between the Jacks, the Seahawks, the Texans, and the Lions, you don't want them to lose more than I more could see them one. losing to
2: Seattle. I could see them losing to Detroit. At home? I don't know. though. They mm. just beat the Ravens coming from the, the behind. The Lions like, just can't beat
1: anyone right now. It's kind of a shame that they only have, what, one win on the season so far, the Lions do? Yeah, they could be like 4-1, and one, but they're 1-4 right. and four instead. Uh, well,
2: no, they would never have a chance against the Patriots, but you know what I mean. In every other game, it could have gone anyway.
1: Uh but easily this this Giants Cowboys game at Thanksgiving it's going to be it's got weight to it's it going to be a huge game in terms of playoff implications division standing you know see that, that NFC East you know it's been so
2: bad for so long that we hate the matchups that we forget when the
1: teams are good the matchups are amazing <laughs> <like>. <laughs> it's been so bad for the last decade or so but it's so good to see the 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 uh, Giants don't have a a problem at quarterback, unlike the uh, Washington football team, according to head yeah, coach the Ron Rivera.
2: They're, they're the odd man, the, uh, the ugly stepchild of the entire division. Did we
1: not detect the hint of, hint of sarcasm in my speech there? Oh, because I heard what you said. Is Daniel Jones really that good? No, maybe just. Brian Dable's a better head coach than Ron Rivera. Hey, the Commanders won a football game this week. so They did. It was an ugly one, though. They're they're, they're pooling within the Dallas
2: Cowboys (laughs) for
3: third place in that division. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that i always find just what i'm looking for there spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes sizes and colors the fashion at jc is the same way refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. J.C. JCPenney, make everybody count.
2: Speaking of New York teams establishing themselves as for wow, real, wow, and wow, an, wow. another team to be featured in the if the season were to end the day game, the number five seed or six seed, they're a wild card for sure, New York Jets, getting a huge 17-point win, in Lambeau against the Green Bay Packers? Uh,
1: they would be the number five seed. The top wild the number card number one wild is card the New team York Jets. ahead of the Chargers and the Colts.
2: The Jets have a lot of talent on this team, too. Which have is four wins in it's, it's, six weeks. And, and it's to the point now where I'm at. I don't know if Zach Wilson needs to be phenomenal. I've said phenomenal a lot today. I don't know if Zach Wilson needs to be a world beater, all world status. He just needs to be good. Because mm. I think they've got a roster around him now that is good. They it, and it's weird that I'm going to say this because through their head coaches, but it kind of reminds me of San Francisco, Jimmy G. Good defense. Mm-hmm. They've got a ton of playmakers on offense who are young. Like we've got right. baby Debo Samuel right now, potentially in a Garrett Wilson or someone. And uh,
1: Brees Hall and Michael Brees Carter. Brees Hall looks fun.
2: There's that word Uh-oh. again. <laughs> Brees Hall looks like incredible <laughs> this year. He helped win that game against Absolutely, the Packers yeah. and Lambeau, and they've got a nice second punch with Michael Carter. But Brees Hall's become the man now. If Wilson can just be good, not turn the ball over, make a couple plays here and there, do you have a playoff team in New York? Like maybe, maybe they fall off this year and don't quite make
1: mm-hmm. it, but this team is in the right direction. And when's the last time we could say that? It's been, a, I mean, just as long as we said, as long as ago, as long ago as we said it for the New York Giants, probably right. I think the Giants might have been even more recently
2: that we've actually said they've got something going for them when, like, Saquon was a rookie or something. I think like that.
1: New York. I know they made back to back AFC championship. The Jets games. have just been a rudderless ship forever. That's what I'm saying. They made back to back AFC championship games in what 09 010. Yeah, thank but then they had one. You? They, yeah, right. Credit to the Sealers for that 2010 victory, but they had one year. I believe it was 2016 ish.
2: I know you're doing. when they signed Bell. When Dar- no, 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 no. Well, no. that was the year they had the most hype when they right, had Right, but Bell, they still won four games. They I'm si- I know years, because they're the Jets.
1: Years before that, they went like ten and six with Fitzpatrick. This was the year where lost. the Sealers they lost in week 17. The Bills had to beat the Jets, and the Sealers were on the outside looking in. If the Jets had won, they were in. They lost, the Bills beat them, and that let the Steelers come in as a 60. That was the year they beat the Bengals with the Vontez Burford game. So they did have one good season. Ten and six, and you missed the playoffs. But they missed the playoffs.
2: With Ryan Fitzpatrick's they best they season of his
1: life. They couldn't win uh, in week 17 to get in. So they had one good season, but it didn't even lead to a single playoff. It's appearance. not a good season. Yeah, if, if you don't make the you playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs, who
2: yeah. matters? You just won ten games for nothing. They're at Denver this coming week. Denver's favorite already. I'd take the Jets in that game. They're going to beat the Broncos. We'll see what the Broncos look like tonight on Monday Night Football, but I can't imagine they'll look great. Uh, Is the most confusing team of the season so far the Falcons? What the hell's going on in Atlanta? Is it not Uh, the team
1: that they beat, the San Francisco 49ers?
2: No, because the Niners go up and down like this all the time. I really thought the Falcons were going to be a contender for the number one overall pick this year. And now I'm worried that I'm going to have to start talking about them as a contender for the number seven overall wild they card are. spot. They're number seven they right now. I know yeah, like, they're
1: tied for the division lead.
2: That will not last. Yeah, I'm very confident not. that Brady will somehow, some That's way the get them to the division. the being only six weeks
1: into the season is that you have these teams like Atlanta, who are tied for a division lead. But Mariota just does what he has to do while the team runs up
2: and down the field it's one of the best running attacks in football and
1: their defense is
2: playing great you know
1: what's crazy they're tied for the division lead and yet if the, if they if we do the thing they're the number 9 seed in the NFC <laughs> so they're not even in the playoffs but they're contenders even though they're tied for the lead right in the now division. they're contenders for sure yeah.
2: at 3 and 3 and oh wow did those uniforms look great on Sunday with the red helmets the throwbacks oh mm. great work from Atlanta there At Cincinnati this coming week, little AFC North matchup for the Falcons. Be interested to see if they can ride some momentum into that stadium. If I'm the Bengals, though, you know, you should win that game. But now all of a sudden I'm like, this team plays defense and runs the ball a lot. I don't think the Falcons, and you could put this to the Steelers too later in the year, the Falcons aren't as much of an easy game as you thought they might be. This is going to be a tough 60 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly – their defense as you said is playing better than expected. Arthur Smith is a
2: good coach. He's got he's checking all the boxes as a coach. Like like Dable great start to his coaching career this year obviously. Uh, O'Connell in Minnesota great start as well, but I didn't think anybody had less to work with than maybe Arthur Smith in Atlanta. And he is proving to be much I mean, like look at what Nathaniel Hackett has to work with in Denver and look at how incompetent he looks. Right. I think Arthur Smith's been phenomenal for the Falcons so far. Yeah, I think There's right now, again.
1: especially with the win over the Ravens, Dable is kind of the runaway candidate for coach of the year.
2: Yeah, as a rookie, which is impressive.
1: But Arthur Smith, doing what he—I mean, granted, it's only been a couple of weeks, and they're 3-3, three and three, not 5-1 and earths, five and one like the Giants are, but Falcons and, and Smith are doing a, a, a much better job than expected. The
2: Colts are doing the Colts thing again. They win against Jacksonville, thirty-four to twenty-seven. They all of a sudden look like a very competent offense, where Matt Ryan's throwing for three hundred and eighty-nine yards and three <laughs> touchdowns through the air. He looked like a Hall of Famer in this game. Looked like
1: he was in his prime. Did They're at three-two one did now. Did Jonathan Taylor play this game? I, don't. I know he he didn't play last Thursday night in and the Puke Bowl. He did not season. play.
2: It was Deion Jackson and Philip Lindsley. Uh, they threw the ball 58 times, Indianapolis, in this game. So they uh, abandoned Baby, the That number would
1: have been less than had Taylor been playing for sure. But now they're in the wild card, and they're
2: right there with Tennessee, who they play this week for first place in that division. I said it when they started 0-2, like they're going to make us mad because they're going to string some wins together and they're going to be in the hunt come November and we're going to be like, how in the hell are the Colts still alive? But it's just what they do, man. They they don't die. They never die. So, they look like the worst team in football through the first two weeks and then they beat the Chiefs and all of a sudden they're right back into that wild card race. And then they play the worst game of the year and –
1: Lose the but game, but they win it. Or they they, they no, did that's win. That's the key. Or they they, they got to get the. They win They've that won. one. They won. They did win that game. Uh, it's just it's so weird because you knew, despite the weird start, that the Titans and Colts would be the best two teams in this division come season end, and yet they're already playing each other for the second time, by week seven. I know we give a lot of credit to the NFL schedule makers, but this was. Somehow, one of their very few mistakes, letting these two teams play each other twice within the first seven weeks. Yeah, when you see, like,
2: you got, like, Ravens and Bengals in the last game of the year. You've got, like, Eagles and Giants in the last game of the year. Why do you
1: have Colts and Texans, or Colts Colts and and Titans wrapped up by week seven?
2: Teams don't even get to take a bye. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that is the time that some, some
1: division rivals haven't even played each other. Ergo, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens.
2: Before we get to the two games of the week to wrap up the episode, the Vikings are five and one. They keep finding ways to win, which is very un-Vikings like. Like this Vikings team in the past would be three and two. Am yeah. I, am I wrong about that? Not five and
1: one. Maybe even two and
2: three. But they're five and
1: one. Like, you could you could easily see they could be two and three and be like, this team should be five and one. Like, it's lo- kind of ridiculous how they're so or two and four. Like if they're two and four or three and three. You could be saying, oh, this team should be 5-1 100%. Two-game lead over the Packers mm-hmm. in the NFC North
2: now with a win in their back pocket against Green Bay as well. So that Tom prediction of the Vikings winning the NFC North at the <laughs> beginning of the year looks better and better and better and better. Minnesota beating, of course, the team that the Steelers play next week, the Miami Dolphins, 24-16. to But, but the Dolphins a should get to back next
1: And without Teddy Bridgewater. No,
2: Bridgewater played. And... Oh, he did play. Because he had to come in when Thompson got well, hurt. Because no because, quarterback can stay healthy in, in, in Miami. The starting
1: quarterback also got hurt. Right.
2: Yeah. Bridgewater threw for 329 yards and two tatties. So he didn't <laughs> play terribly.
1: No, Jalen Waddle uh, and Tyreek Hill both had
2: huge, huge games. The Dolphins scored three points in the first three quarters, then 13 in the fourth to make it interesting because it's written in the bylaws that you have to make it interesting if you're the Vikings in the fourth quarter. <laughs> We're not going to go up 24 to three and just end it there. You know, you got to, it's got to be a one score game if you're the Minnesota Vikings. Bill's Chiefs live up to the billing for you? I thought it underwhelmed a little bit, but in the end, it was great with Allen. The last drive, the hurdle to keep the the chains moving. The hurdle
1: was incredible. Maybe if he wins MVP, that'll be the play that everyone points to as his number one play that defined his MVP season. But that late interception by Patrick Mahomes, maybe maybe that's why this game didn't live up to the hype because, yeah, it wasn't nearly as high-scoring. But this game, it, you knew that's what it was going to come down to. Patrick Mahomes had a minute and change to work with after Josh Allen had just gone down there and scored his own touchdown. You think, okay, well here it goes, as everyone predicted it would. They're going to score a billion points in the last three minutes, and now it's Patrick Mahomes' turns to do it, and maybe he gets it done with no time left on the clock. But he throws that interception, and it was it was actually a really good read by the defender. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name because he's not a huge name. He's not obviously one of their pro bowl or all pro players. But I remember when Jim Nance and Tony Romo were talking about it, they were saying how he's one of the under the radar guys that really is a, as a, is a role, a, a special role player for that team, but really uncharacteristic of Mahomes to throw, not just that one, but through two interceptions on the day at home. And for the first time in his career, he was a home underdog and. It proved to be right. Vegas was right.
2: Yeah, and they covered the spread, too, which stinks for me because I picked the Chiefs in the triple play. Well, I picked the Chiefs to win. Overall. Yeah, I think. Isn't that what I did? I picked the Chiefs to cover the spread in the triple play. I don't think you picked this game. Maybe I
1: I think I picked the Bills.
2: Maybe you did, and then you got a win over me. But no, you didn't. You picked the Pats, the Chargers, and the Niners. So you Mm -hmm. got a game tonight. Okay. Good job on that Niners pick. <laughs> Cowboys Eagles on Sunday Night Football. That got ugly early for the Cowboys. Really ugly. But then... I was wrong about my take with Cooper Rush. Play him until he loses. Although he did just lose, so now you can't right. put him. But on the he bench. did come back. I do give him credit for coming back. But then I give the Eagles credit for scoring that last touchdown to push yeah. them ahead. You know, that's what that's what elite teams do. And now that they you put don't have that to worry. last touchdown on the board. They don't let the ball go back to Dallas with it being a one-score game and your defense has to make a big stop against them.
1: And now you don't have to worry about when Dak is fully ready to come back, you don't look at your team and say, are we better kind of keeping him off the si- off no, the sidelines until he's 100% ready? They
2: needed Cooper Absolutely. Rush badly. Or no, they, needed they needed Dak, Dak Prescott, Prescott right. especially in that first half. Cooper Rush looked lost. Uh, that environment was just too big for him. Three interceptions. What is going on? And like, could you imagine being a Philadelphia sports fan right now? NLCS, couple games right? to clinch, beating uh, the Braves. Then on Sunday night football against the Cowboys, you're six and zero. You got the Sixers starting this week. You got the Flyers just getting underway. It's hell of a time to be alive. We're at the point now where we're playing this game, Jacob. When's that first loss going to come for Philadelphia? I mean, they're six and zero, and they get a buy this week. You want me to tell you something? You feeling like, the Steelers are the team? You that, mean to tell you that's spo- I'm thinking so you're going to tell me. Do you, do you me.
1: remember the last time the Eagles were the sole undefeated team in the NFL? Happened to be 2004 when they came to Pittsburgh as an 8-0 team against a rookie Ben Roethlisberger. And what happened?
2: They lost. They lost. To that rookie Ben Roethlisberger. But this is at in Philadelphia. Philadelphia yeah. I don't know about the Steelers. After the Steelers, they play Houston. Then, should be a win. Then they play Washington. Should be a win. Then they go to Indy. Is that a tricky one? That's a tricky one after what happened to the Chiefs there. Then they've got Green Bay and Tennessee at home, which I should, think they should, should win. Be, should be those two. Dude, I mean, it sets up for a nice run. They'll lose, but it sets They'll up for a nice for sure. run.
1: I mean, once they play the Cowboys again with Dak in Dallas— they got to play the Giants the at Giants one point. Twice. The Giants
2: twice. The Giants and the Cowboys, one of those three games remaining, one against Dallas, two against New York, they'll trip up in one of those. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident in that. Yeah, so
1: do I. But it's, it's, it's the Eagles.
2: It's the NFC East. Of course they're going to lose some Yeah, it's going to eat themselves alive yeah. at some point. But, I mean, what a hot start for Philadelphia. And 6-0 heading into the bye week, you quite literally cannot do any better than that did you miss any of our show today? Go ahead and download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts, shows like The Drive, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Steelers Blitz with Wes and Moats, The Steelers Standard with myself, Tom, and my partner, Jacob, who's sitting right there, as well as many, many more podcasts. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again on Wednesday We'll talk a little bit about the Monday night football game, obviously. We'll keep diving into That's this. That's going to be a
1: barn burner yeah, tonight. Yeah, who cares
2: about the Broncos? We're going to keep diving into the Steelers as we approach Dolphins on Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we'll reveal our power rankings. So, looking forward to talking to you folks on Wednesday. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Opferman.
1: This has been the Steelers Standard.
0: Getting ready to take
1: on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit MortonBuildings.com to get started today.